Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom. And we've helped you lose money for 136 episodes. We are a sports gambling podcast where we lose as many bets as possible in about 20-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the NFL season-long props. The win totals, over-unders, those are done. Those are in the past. Go back and listen to the ones with Panzerati Prince and I. Go over everything in the AFC and the NFC. But those are done. Now we're getting to season-long props, the ones we're actually betting. And of course, we're going to be doing a recap and a record check at the end of the show too many bets this week. Let's go get to them. Let's go on to the bets. NFL bets. We welcome back for the last time before actual NFL is being played. We get to talk about some season-long picks. The Pants Ready Prince. Pants Ready Prince, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Andrew. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing just good. I am so excited. These are the ones, you know, we could go through each team and we could talk about, you know, what do you think about the Carolina Panthers? I don't know. But they, we can actually talk about real bets that we're actually going to be making today with our season-long bets. You must be so excited for football right around the corner. Oh, yeah, but, like, future bets are so much fun because oh my God. you can make them technically, like, I don't know, you could have been making them since May or June or July, and, mm-hmm. and like me, have already cashed out because you've changed your mind since then. <laughs> uh, but it's just so exciting to see, like, okay, can can I uh, invest in a season-long thing here and see what pays out uh, come December or January? I know, and if you have, if you're working with a sports book, which by the way, through Betstamp, all the sports books you want to use, uh, if you're using some sports books that offer cash outs, there is some numbers, there are some bets I already have that they're offering like quite a bit of cash outs because the numbers have moved so, so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, especially on, yeah, especially on the numbers like Baltimore, Philadelphia, some crazy numbers like that. Oh, definitely. Philadelphia, yeah. like why is everyone so high on the, uh, you know what? <laughs> Everyone is so high on the Eagles this year. It's oh, yeah. insane to me. Um, yeah, they, they got better. I can't deny that. But, like, I, I was listening to some guy say that they were going to win the NFC. That is not yeah. going to happen. No, you know, it, it's so funny. They they casually, especially, uh, there's several athletic podcasts. They're really high on the Eagles. And they keep casually mentioning, like, maybe the most talented roster in the NFL. And you're like, wait. What? How is that true? And like, I get that like the offensive line is very talented. They might have one of the best lines. Okay, cool. Sounds good. But they're really relying on a lot of rookies. The QB is not that good. And so like to throw at something casual, like the most talented roster, like, whoa, wait, 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 whoa. Yeah, what? Like they got AJ Brown and everyone was like, okay, they're winning the Super Bowl. There it is. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense to me. I they know they one wide receiver short. facets of the game, but like <laughs> Jalen Hurts has to prove a lot to me. Yes, he's a great fantasy option, but he has to prove a lot to me as an actual NFL quarterback first. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot. I think a lot of work for them to do, at least. Yeah, is the, are they the team that has the highest expectations that might switch to their backup first? Like honestly, you know, like all the bad teams. I get like, oh, we got to switch to our backup. Or San Fran. Really San Fran. Or San Fran. Well, yeah, there's yeah. another dangerous one, which we've established well in our win totals one that we are very scared of San Fran, and I guess we're both scared of Philly too. But let's find out what kind of bets we're actually be making this season. I'm gonna let you start, Pants Ready Prince. What, what is a bet that you are gonna be making for this season? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to start with a coach of the year bet. Oh, nice. Okay. Because I've been looking at this one literally since the uh, acquisition at quarterback happened for this team. I'm looking at Frank Reich. At, currently, he's at plus 2,000. He was at plus 2,500 like a couple weeks ago. Oh, I wow. think since uh, training camp started and everyone's like, oh, Matty Ice looks great. Matty Ice looks great. <laughs> uh, maybe his odds have come down a little bit. But 
this is going to be Frank Reich's sixth year with a different starting quarterback in week one. That team, that front office has had to deal with a lot. We all know what has happened in the past, but there were a lot of previous history factors that Mm -hmm. come into this decision. Well, maybe when the voters look at it at the end of the year, if the Colts have a good year, which I think they will, Mm -hmm. they're not like, oh, this year they were great. They say, oh, look what Frank Reich has been through over the past few years and where he has now brought this team. I think this is a playoff team. I think this is a team that's going to win the South. Obviously, those two things have to happen for him to win this award. But things look good in Indy on both sides of the ball. At these odds, I mean, you look at Dan Campbell, everyone wants to go, yeah, Dan Campbell plus 1,600. Huh. But, like, Detroit's got to get into the playoffs for that, for that to happen. Yes. And that's a big long shot. So, with those odds, Frank Reich has, has higher odds. I really mm. like that pick. See, I got some coach of the year bets too, but I think you're breaking down the philosophy pretty well. Usually it's a team that surprises, does a little bit better than you were expecting, and then you get coach of the year. That's your that's your consolation prize. That's totally fine. The problem is with hard knocks, now everyone's kind of going, wait, are the Detroit Lions pretty good? So it will not surprise people if they are actually eight and eight or whatever, eight and nine, I guess now. Uh, so I, I think he's almost shooting himself in the foot or shooting the, the feet of the betters here a little bit. I'm in the same, you know what's I will say one thing before Frank Reich before we go though. He's also pretty high up there on first coach fired. Because if the Colts, you know, don't do well, he oh, can yeah. be one of the first ones shown to the door. So it's, and you know what? That is where you want to be putting your money a little bit because you should be betting on a guy that's kind of in both markets because that's a really good odds boost for a coach of the year because they, oh, they were, oh, they're on shaky ground. Here we go. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, they're the coach of the year. Oh, 100%. If, if they don't make the playoffs, I fully expect both Frank Reich and Chris Ballard to go. That's mm, probably okay. what will happen after what happened last year. But right. exactly, I really like what you're saying. Like, bet on something that could go completely in either either direction and you hope yeah. it fits. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my coach of the year picks, I'm going a little bit different here. I'm going to be taking <laughs> we're talking about the talking about the Eagles. Let's talk about Nick Sirianni. So if Nick Sirianni uh is a good coach and we think he he's going to do well at plus 2000 right now, that's pretty good. And so I think it's he, you're getting better odds at plus 2000 for him to win coach of the year than you are doing anything attached to the Eagles whatsoever. So I think there's something to be said about the odds correcting themselves slightly and saying, instead of saying the over eight and a half wins or to win the division at plus 140, to get plus 2,000 on it on a team that, you know, got their ass kicked in the playoffs, but come out and maybe they win 12 games or something crazy. That's much more likely to happen. So plus 2,000, I really like for Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni, the wide-eyed wizard. <laughs> That guy, I think he proved everyone wrong because you and I were on the podcast before that season started and he gave some really, truly strange pod, uh, excuse me, press conferences and everyone's going, uh-oh, this guy's nuts. This is not good. And then, you know, by the end of the season, people are like, oh, maybe there's something going on here. Yeah, hilariously enough, Frank Reich's old offensive coordinator a couple of years ago in Indy. Hey, there you go. All comes full circle. So the other one I've been taking is also plus 2,000. Kevin O'Connell. I know everybody is talking about Kevin O'Connell and talking about the Minnesota Vikings and oh, the Sean McVay, you know, whatever. But is that they've been so disappointed in the last couple of years. They absolutely have the talent to be a pretty good team. And if they can maybe sneak out a division win, maybe something like that, at plus 2,000 for Kevin O'Connell, I think there's also pretty good odds on there. And taking two, I know I know people are going to say whatever, you're taking two for the same award. But, you know, there's honestly, I'm going to get that for Defensive Player of the Year as well. There's a lot of odds sometimes in taking two people, cornering the market, and at both at plus 2,000, you're not losing anything of one of the wins. I really like the Kevin O'Connell pick just because we've expected the Minnesota Vikings to do some damage for many years now mm-hmm. under Mike Zimmer. And they've been quite underwhelming. Not terrible, just underwhelming. Yeah. And now you're going to get Kevin O'Connell coming in with this crazy new system that we're yeah. expecting to see the offense explode. If that happens, they get into the playoffs. They're a, 
a third, fourth seed, they surprise and win the division, easy candidate. Absolutely. You're looking at that. And you know what? That's not out of the realm of possibility here at all. No. That's like, it's, you got to find these awards that kind of like, you know, they tell the truth of how you feel about the team, but you're just getting better odds at it. So, like, I'm going to, this is the next one I'll say too. So, Kevin O'Connell, plus 2000, a win coach of the year. I think the offense is going to be really good. He's bringing a new system. So, why in the world wouldn't I take the NFL receiving leader to be Justin Jefferson at plus 850? 850 is still really, really good numbers. He's had more receiving yards before age 23 than any player in NFL history. And he's had more yards in his first two pro seasons than anyone in history. He was fourth in receptions last season and second in yards already at 1600. Honestly, he would have had. That number would have led the league in three of the past five seasons. He's already there, and this offense we think is going to get better. Oh, come on. I, I think 850 is kind of a steal. Yeah, it's Justin Jefferson. I mean, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league. He's number mm -hmm. one. I, I know everyone wants to pump the uh, the ass of Cooper Cup over here, but not yeah. me. Justin Jefferson, I really like that pick, yeah. Well, I just like I just love that like everyone's like, oh, Jamari Chase, yeah, he's he's really the thing. Jamari Chase came into the league older than Justin Jefferson is like almost now. So like I just think we forget sometimes because of Minnesota that how good Justin Jefferson really is. Mm -hmm. So that's what my mind's gonna be for the receiving leader plus Je plus eight fifty for Justin Jefferson. Panzeri Prince, what's your next pick, next pick gonna be? Uh, let's go to the rushing yard leader. Um, okay. I pumped the tires of a Colt just previously. Now I'm not going to go with a Colt here. Oh. Everyone expects Justin, uh, sorry, Jonathan Taylor to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, Frank Reich has fully come out and said, I, he, I don't want him to lead the league in rushing yards. <laughs> so he has the best at, at plus 450 right now. I'm not going to take that. Then you look down the list and you're looking at CMC. You're looking at Derrick Henry. Uh, injury concern, injury concern. Yep. Yeah, Those yeah. worry me. Dalvin Cook has not played a full season. A little bit of an injury concern, even though he's still going to produce. I'm not worried about that at all. But I look a little further down, and I see Mr. Joe Mixon at plus oh, 1,600. So, 1,600? 1,600 for Joe Mixon right now. This is an offense that we expect to explode. This yes. is an offense that's going to get defenses looking at Jamar Chase, at T. Higgins, at Travis Boyd. And then underneath, you're going to have Mr. Joe Mixon taking, I think, a lot more dump-offs than last year. I spoke about this before. Joe Burrow, as he becomes more experienced, he's going to know when not to throw up the home run ball when he doesn't have it, and he's going to check down. That's going to benefit Joe Mixon, who has improved as a passer. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about rushing yards here. Yeah, It's going to open up the field so much for him to do his ground-and-pound work, and the offensive line is so much better for the Cincinnati Bengals. They have reinvested in it. It's going to be so much better for them this year. 1,600 for Joe Mixon. He's durable. I'm in. I'm all no, in. I, I love that. I think that's great. And also, there isn't a strong backup to be taking a lot of the, the spots from him. You know, if you look at almost every good starting running back, there is a backup. There's one single backup that is taking either third down, third down snaps, taking receiving snaps, blocking snaps to get them off the field. And that obviously takes away the opportunity to rush the ball. Joe Mixon doesn't really have that. He's still young. He's like 28. So, like, there's a lot of opportunity. And the offensive line just got so much better. I love this at 1,600. Yeah, he's a one of the last remaining true bell cows. So why not put your money on rushing yards as the guy who's going to be getting the most volume and who's going to be on the field the most? I love this. This is great. Okay, so I'm going to go next. This is the this is the strangest one I've got. And I'm just trying to think because we were working backwards off of teams that we don't know what we're to do with. And I think really principal and number one to do with is Cleveland Browns. Now, they're a trash organization full of scumbags. But I'm trying to – I can't figure out how to make money on them. 
And so the one place I was trying to think is that while I don't know how good their offense is going to be, and their defense is probably going to be pretty good, and obviously not having a starting quarterback is not, not a great place, how can we be making money off that? And that's where I got to most kicking points for Cade York at plus 7,500. 7,500. Now, okay, there's a reason for that. He was a top draft kicker in the 22 draft, uh, and he was 5 for 5 in the preseason for extra points, 5 for 7 in field goals, but he only missed, the only two misses he had was in over 50 yards. Like, the Browns are the type of team that could use a setup kicker, you know, quite a bit. You know, they have enough offensive weapons to get into the red zone, but they might not have, without a quarterback, enough uh, weapons to get into the end zone. And that's where Cade York comes in. At plus 7,500, I'd be stupid not to. I'd be stupid (laughs) in general, but I got it, so I'm going to go plus 7,500. Oh, my goodness. Is that the first kicking bet on this podcast, a (laughs) prop? Honestly, fans, right, friends? I hope so. (laughs) Like, you know, God. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. yeah, why not? I, why not? I, why not? That's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Where, where else are you going to get your kicking points? Or where else are the Cleveland Browns going to get their points from? Sorry. Well, that's honestly it. It's going to be rushing and this. And I just feel really good about it without uh, Deshaun Watson for a bit. Like, honestly, and also, you, if you look at this stat, if you look at this odds, like, first of all, God help you, and you're probably listening to this podcast, and thank you for that, is that, they, like, you could take Justin Tucker at plus 500. Who cares? Like, why would you ever do that? Why don't you mm. take something crazy long odds for like that? Yeah, go big or go home. When it, when it comes to kickers, go go real big, I guess. <laughs> well, Pants Right Prince, I assume you don't have most kicking points as a, a bet you're going to be making. So where are you going to go next? Let's go to the defensive side of the ball and look at defensive player of the year. And I am not looking at Aaron Donald, uh, even though he is probably going to win the award again and again and again until he retires, which could be next year for all we know. Um I'm looking at a young up-and-comer, Mr. Max with two X's, Crosby, at plus 2,800. This is a guy who is just getting better and better. He has stayed healthy. He had eight sacks last year. You're now bringing in Chandler Jones, which is going to transfer essentially where the offensive line is looking, and and certain holes are going to be opening up for both of them. I think Max Crosby is going to feast. This defense is going to be pretty solid. And you look at, okay, this, this award only tends to go to defensive ends or maybe cornerbacks or defensive backs sometimes, but usually just defensive ends. You have to look where you get value at that position. Plus 2,800 for a guy who is going to enter his fourth season in the league and has only been on the up. I think that is good stock to take in Max Crosby. I, you know, I'm right there with you. I think that's a that's a pretty good shot to take because defensive ends do often win. You know, in the last couple of years, I can see Stefan Gilmer won 2019 and then Keekley won in 2013 and then Paul Amalo won in 2010. So that's the last 13 years of, of Defensive Player of the Year and they're three non-line players that have won it. You know, so... I think you're pretty safe to do it, but it also does go pretty chalk for a lot of it. So the only, so my defensive player of the year bets is I'm also splitting this and I'm just going to play it super chalk and I'm going to take Aaron Donald plus 950 and I'm going to take TJ Watt at plus 950 and just split the odds and hopefully one of them comes home because the only fear on this one, I will say though, is Miles Garrett. I think there's a real fear that, you know, he's really coming to his own and he's just going to be, you know, wreak havoc and have 18 sacks or something like crazy. And then you're like, okay, shit, I lost this one. But I think splitting the two between the, the favorites in something I don't usually do and I know Charlie Chalk would love, I, I feel pretty good about. I like that. I like that. It reminds yeah. me of betting on golf. Mm, yeah, in a way. yeah. Yeah. Still great odds. It around. Spreading yeah. it around real nice. <laughs> 
I'm trying try my best. So those are my defensive players of the year. I got one offensive rookie of the year I'm going to throw out here, too, before we get past it. Um, Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce at plus 1,200. Oh, he's on the train. He's on the Damian Pierce train. I, You know what? Honestly, I don't know if he'll ever be on my fantasy teams because God knows. But th- this team could be really, really bad. And if really, really bad teams love to do is just run the ball for an HB dive for three and a half yards, 20-something times a game. And you know what? That might be enough for Pierce to get it. Obviously... He is one of the few running backs that has high odds like this at plus 1,200. It's not that high. But you're really battling all the other wide receivers. You're battling the Drake Londons. You're battling the Chris Olaves. You're battling those ones that might be splitting the odds. Like I, The only reason I didn't go with Drake London is I don't know how he's going to get the ball. Mariota, you know, I don't know. It might not be that good. And then Olave is going to be competing with several very good wide receivers. So I just kind of got scared a little bit. And I think just Pierce is going to see the volume. So at plus 1,200 for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I don't dislike that pick. Um, it, I think it's tough when the Houston Texans are going to be down so much. I feel like then we're going to start seeing Davis Mills try to air it out. But yeah, I mean, they believe in this guy. Marlon Mack just got released. So here you go. It's Damian Pierce's uh, backfield to go with. But I do like looking at guys like Chris Olave, who if Michael Thomas is not Michael Thomas, then I think Chris Olave is going to run away with this award. But that's saying if Michael Thomas is not Michael Thomas. No, no, not to get that, but like the argument I think that I made is also true of the thing when you just said is that there's going to be volume in that offense. That offense is going to throw the ball around like crazy. Olave is mm. going to get the ball. Whether what he does with it, that's going to be the opportunity. But I, th- I think there's something to be said for that one as well. So Damian Pierce for me at plus 1,200 for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Where else are you going, Pansbury Prince? Uh, what do you think? We do a comeback and then an MVP? I love it. Comeback and MVP. All right. So, okay, the Comeback Player of the Year has a couple interesting options here. Um... I really like Travis Etienne at plus 3,300. I mean, we haven't even seen what this guy can do. And and I just, there's something about the connection, the the way he just ate at Clemson. Like his touchdown numbers at, Cle- at Clemson are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, 13 touchdowns in his first year, then 26, then 23, then 16. That's an insane amount of time to get into an end zone. Um, I'm looking forward to it. He doesn't have to do much. He just has to, you know, because he missed the entire year. Um, The one thing is, like, we look at these awards a lot of the time, and just like the MVP, I feel like this one does tend to sway in the quarterback's favor. Um, In that case, I think the door is open for Jameis Winston. I think if Jameis Winston has a good year and the Saints go to the playoffs, he's going to win the award. Um, So that's the only thing that bothers me. I'm not too confident about this one because I would be putting my money on a Jacksonville Jaguar running back. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're going to be taking ETN uh, at plus 3,300? I I would spread it around and take both of them. I okay, yeah. I a long shot pick at ETN at plus 3,300, but I, I can't deny the fact that the door is open for Jameis. It, the door is open for a quarterback in this league. I understand that Derrick Henry has the lowest odds. Um, you said something to me before we started recording. Uh, he played in the playoffs. Ridiculous. Yeah. I don't understand how he's a comeback player of the year. He played in the playoffs. He played the majority of the season. He came back. He came back already. (laughs) Comeback player of the year. He should run last year then. Like, I don't even, he did come back. Like, what is he, you know, I don't really fully understand this award sometimes, even though this is the greatest win I've ever had in my life when I took Alex Smith. And remember we talked about it and I said, Alex Smith, if he takes one snap, he's going to win this award. And he he started eight games. I was like, oh, that's the easiest win I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You you were saying they should name the award after him. Oh, honestly, they should. 
they should. He nearly died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's incredible. So, yeah. So, there you go. So, you got Etienne and Winston come back player of the year at 5,500 and 3,300, respectively. I'm just going to say, just because you talked about Etienne, I also really like the Trevor Lawrence over 3,900 passing yards. Uh, I just think, I think this offense is going to be down a lot. Excuse me, this team is going to be down a lot. So the offense is going to give a lot of opportunity to throw. And I just think Trevor Lawrence is really talented. And they've now, whether good or bad, it's not my money, uh, overspent on receivers. But at least there's some people to throw to, including Travis Etienne. I think over 3,900 with them being down all the time feels like an absolute over for me. Yeah, I like that. Well, there you go. So what were you saying about your MVP pick? All right, I love the MVP pick. This is probably my favorite pick to make every single year. Um just because I always think the guy who's favorite isn't going to win. And I think there's always value. If you look, you start peeking down, going down that list, and you look, and look what I found at plus 2,000. Mr. Lamar Jackson, to win his second MVP award, um, the value is there. I think the Ravens got shit unlucky last year. The amount of injuries they dealt with, including Lamar, he only played 12 games last year. I think we are not going to see – I think that the regression we got last year was pure luck, and we're going to see a return to form for Baltimore. I think they win the North, which will do a big factor in him winning this award. I think the making the playoffs probably with a one, two, or three seed, that is a big factor for an MVP winner. And the numbers that he's been able to put up, I think he will sustain on the ground as well as in the air. He's only going to get better. Mark Andrews is going to have a great year. I really like Rashad Bateman. I think uh, Lamont Jackson's going to take advantage of him. And then I think J.K. Dobbins. Okay, did you see the video today? Yes, yes, the limping video. Yeah, is that a thing? Like, I I don't know. The J.K. Dobbins thing, everything about this scares me. The fact that they just signed Kenyon Drake. The fact that like they, they felt the need to add to the running back room again. Also, he, he, I don't know. You know, I didn't think much of that Ian Rappaport thing where them on Twitter went back and forth and go like, these fake-ass doctors telling me whatever, God's my only plan, whatever. And then... And all Ian Rappaport was saying is like he might start in the PUP. And now it's looking like that might actually happen. And mm. so now it's making me think like, oh, we can't trust anything he says. Yeah. My point is J.K. Dobbins obviously missed pretty much the entire year last year. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, mm-hmm. he got injured in preseason, right? He missed the whole year, yeah. He missed the whole year. Uh, I don't care who's in that backfield. I think J.K. Dobbins has a good future ahead of him and might have a great yes. year. But I don't care who's in that backfield. Lamar Jackson is your starting running back and quarterback. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to offend you, Lamar. Uh, I'm just <laughs> saying that you are really good on the ground as well. And I think he can win the MVP this year. I think at plus 2,000, that value is chef's kiss for a previous winner who is still only going into his fifth year in the league. I know. And he's going into a contract year, which we I think we mentioned as there well. During the Bal- yeah, like he's also... Yeah, because we mentioned this during the Ravens. Wintel over <laughs> under. He... He's he's his own agent, him and his mother. So don't yeah. think that he has got some skin in the game. So well, yeah. Uh, yeah, he he wants to win two thousand, but plus two thousand is good odds for that MVP bet. So there you go, Lamar Jackson MVP bet for the Pans Ready Prince. All right, let's get to our Super Bowl bets here. Uh, I got ding, one. Ding ding. Uh, who do you got? Do you got a long shot uh, in front of you? I've got three. I've got like a like a like a you know th- that would make total sense okay and then i've got yeah. like a okay yeah like that mm. can you know i could kind of see that and then i've got a that's not gonna happen but put it on just in case you make a lot of money <laughs> well why don't we start why don't we start with the long shot first and we'll go into better odds from there okay so if you look at like down the list at the the really high odds you really want to put some money on in a big mm-hmm. payout on a super bowl winner that you know maybe we don't foresee at all i think the only value you really have I know it's going to sound stupid, but 
the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus eight thousand. Um, that those are you know spicy odds for a team that, like you said, Mike Tomlin always finishes five hundred or, or above. Um, if you get into the dance, anything could happen. And I think the Steelers have proven year after year that even if we're not looking at them as one of the big teams, they can still get into the dance. Um, uh, it's a good system. It's a good system with, a, yes, a lot of uncertainty. That's why the odds are so high. But if we're taking a long shot here. That's the one that looks the most um, appetizing to me, I guess. Plus eight. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you know what's so funny, though? Like, yes, everyone at home is right now going like, no. No. Okay, sure. What, what Kenny Pickett has a good year. You know, he's got lots of receivers and the defense goes back to being, you know, one of the top, top, top five defenses and they got a great head coach. And you're kind of like, oh, okay, wait a second. Because what were the odds for the Cincinnati fucking Bengals last year before yeah, the exactly. season? You know, exactly. like, I think there's more, they're probably better than 8,000. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Uh, all right, where's your middle shot? And then we'll do the favorites together because unfortunately my pick is kind of a favorite. My middle of the road, my, yeah, I could see that. Um mm-hmm. The Indianapolis Colts at plus 2,500. Oh, wow. Plus 2,500, that seems high. I don't know why it's that high. Yeah. It hasn't moved in a long time. It's been that high for essentially the entire offseason. And now people are starting to think that the Indianapolis Colts are going to win the AFC South. Even when these odds were still plus 2,500, people were thinking the Tennessee Titans were going to win the AFC South. Um, Right. (laughs) I think this team has grown a lot on both sides of the ball. This defense is still very underrated and has – so many playmakers on the ball, like uh, DeForest Buckner, now Shaquille Leonard, uh, mm. Stephon Gilmore, Kenny Moore, Yannick yep. Ngakwe. This is a very good team on the defensive side of the ball. And then I think on offense, I mean, yes, you've got maybe the best running back in football. Mm-hmm. You've got a solid line. There's some questions at receiver, but you have a game manager. It's Matt Ryan. A game manager can win you games. A game manager can get you to the Super Bowl. We've seen that time after time. At plus 2,500, I don't think it's anywhere out of the realm of possibility that the Colts can win the Super Bowl. I know it's uh, not a sexy pick at all. Um, Those are some spicy odds, though. Oh, those are crazy spicy odds, especially for a team that a lot of people like to win the division. Like, is there a division winner that's going to have higher odds than that? Plus 2,500 feels really good. Yeah. And again, yeah, I, I don't for the dance and anything can happen. Anything can happen. Exactly. So, okay, let's get to our favorite Super Bowl bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'll let you go first. I'll go, I'll go last year. What, what is your favorite for the Super Bowl bets? This kind of feels like chalk, uh, but it's mm-hmm. not because it's the third best odds, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Chiefs, plus uh, 1,000. The wow. Kansas City Chiefs at plus 1,000. I'm surprised I see four digits there. Um, yeah, I am too. This is a proven Super Bowl winner with the same head coach and quarterback. Um, the best quarterback in the game right now in terms of to lead for the next 10 years. It's Patrick Mahomes. This system is solid. I don't see why this is so low. I think people really looked at the departure of um, Tyree Kill this year and freaked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think you need to freak out. I think Patrick Mahomes is in the echelon of quarterbacks a la Tom Brady, a la Aaron Rodgers, a la Peyton Manning, where they are going to make the people around them good no matter who they are. Yep, yep. We are going to hear names that we've never heard of, and they're going to be bona fide wide receivers, like just like we've seen in Green Bay before, just like we've seen in New England. At plus 1,000, I don't know. Kansas City just seems right. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say is like, I think Patrick Mahomes is that guy now. Like he doesn't need to have the best wide receiver in the league. It helps when he does. Absolutely. But he'll also make guys into the best receiver in the league. And I think like, 
Smith Schuster and like you know Ceh and all these guys, I think just are better just because Patrick Mahomes is there, and and they still have Travis Kelsey, who might be the best tight end of all time. So like it's it's <laughs> really hard to really argue with this because also the defense got solid, and God, everyone loves that defensive end who was on the water polo team two years ago. So I just I think there's a real opportunity for them, especially to be third odds. We know that they should have been in the Super Bowl last year anyway. So I and once you get to Super Bowl, it's one game anything could happen. Yeah, I mean like this team, other than last year, went to the Super Bowl two two years in a row and. It's the same core, baby. Like, I, I, I don't see why it's not plus 750 or plus 800. So I look at it at plus 1,000, and I'm like, yeah, I'm taking that. Absolutely. So, you know, the other the other side is, for, for my pick here, is going to be... Are you doing it? Are you doing it? No, no, I would never I would never curse my own team like that. Okay. I, I, everyone knows I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I could never possibly... Also, they're the favorite. Like, I don't... Even yeah. if it's just a gambler, I'm like, ugh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, but what I will do... Yeah. You don't want to do that. Like, I mean, you can look at maybe in week three or week four, those odds have gotten better. And you take yeah. take Buffalo, like maybe they have a bad loss. And then it's like, that's when you put it on the favorite. Right, exactly. No, that's when you do. You wait for that loss or you wait, like the team that you like and is a big favorite, you wait for them to go down two runs in baseball and then you bet on them to get the better mm-hmm. odds. I, I could totally see that happening. You know, the other one too is though, you know, when Charlie Chalk used to teach me about gambling, he would always talk about emotional hedging because why would you ever bet on your favorite team? Because you already have enough skin in the game. You need to cheer for them to win. And so I see the lot of that is the opposite as well. Why not bet on the worst thing to happen? Because then at least when it happens, you'll make money oh, on it. No. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a plus 750 winning the Super Bowl is going to be my bet for the NFC. Oh. The NFC is super, <laughs> the NFC is super weak and no. I hate the Buccaneers. And so if they win, I win as well. And uh, it's blood oh. money and I'll take it and I'll take it. Um, can I just say something very catty though? So Tom Brady's uh, back at practice. Congratulations on your two week break. Uh, he is looking weird, like really, really weird. <laughs> I, can, he looks, I just, uh, he's got the, the Gary Busey thing going on. He really does. His head is somehow getting smaller and like, but his hair is getting bigger. And I just, I, uh, I don't have enough money to even cl- get close to looking like him, but my God, uh, looking like a weird guy. So, hey, Tom, let's win together, baby. Let's let's make some money. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, my I hate, God. I hate well, myself. You know what? It, for a split second, I thought you were going to say the New England Patriots, and I was literally going to oh. just walk off the fucking show and shut my <laughs> laptop. Um, yeah, I, I mean, hey, like, what have I learned over my entire football-watching life is to – not bet against Tom Brady because I, I continue right? to do it. And so, yeah, you know how Charlie Chalk says, you know, don't bet on the team. I like to bet on my teams because then yeah. I like to, you know, think about maybe having the greatest night ever if they <laughs> win the Super Bowl and then I also win money. So, I, yes, I like to put my emotions in. I'm sure we all know that by now. Um, so, that explains all your Tiger bet against Tom Brady over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, I, what did I learned nothing. I learned nothing. 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 So there we go, Tom Brady. You and me, we're going to win some money together. Uh, God help me. God help me. No, you know, actually, it's funny. You bring up the Patriots, the one bet that I cut here, but I am absolutely making it real life. So whatever it is, the New York, New England Patriots to not make the playoffs is now minus 110. It's now in the minus numbers. And I honestly think that's a pretty good bet because it looks like a disaster offensively right now for them. So Top that would be my draft last pick. Top ten draft pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah you said that it. during the you said that during the preview. So you like it to top ten draft pick. So we're on the same page for that. Because you know what, there has to be some happiness in my life somewhere. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, 
didn't so, think at all. It's like there's no no emotional anything that went into that for me or you. That's not at me all. Unbiasm right there. It's not not at all. Yeah, there's my emotional hedging right there. All right, fans, ready, friends. Thank you for weeks and weeks and weeks of NFL previews. But next week you will be back on with the gambler and with Charlie Chalk to make actual bets on actual football. We are here. Actual games, baby. It's week one. Turn the page on the calendar. Let's start the party. You take it easy. And now a word from our sponsor, BetStamp. Here at Losing Money, we always talk about the importance of line shopping. You have to make sure that you're getting the best number possible. And minus 110 is a lot better than minus 130 when you're hypothetically making money, which is complete hypothetical for me. If you use the BetStamp app, you can just see all the numbers, find the right one, click on it, and be taken to the book right then and there. Also, do you have a bet that you want to move off of or trying to acquire a pick at a number that you missed out on? You can buy and sell picks with full transparency. Plus, they don't take a cut. It's completely free and safe. Also, you know, we post all of our picks at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram every day. But if you want to track how we're doing, I could give you a, a quick preview. We're losing, baby. Or other bettors that you see online, you could track their record through the app as well. All that and more, download the BetStamp app today. Okay, that's a lot of bets we got to recap. Let's do the best we can here. I took Trevor Lawrence over 3,900 passing yards. The most kicking points, the obvious bet that everyone's going to make. I took Cade York at plus 7,500. Oh, God. Okay, the NFL receiving leader will be Justin Jefferson at plus 850. The Super Bowl champions, God help me, will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 750. I have two bets for coach of the year, Kevin O'Connell at plus 2,000 and Nick Sirianni, also at plus 2,000. Defensive player of the year, also split between Aaron Donald at 950 and TJ Watt at 950. And the offensive rookie of the year, Damian Pierce at plus 1,200. Pays Prince for coach of the year has Frank Reich at plus 2,000. He has Joe Mixon to be the rushing leader of the NFL at plus 1,600. He has Max Crosby as defensive player of the year at plus 2,800. Jameis Winston to be comeback player of the year at plus 550. And Travis Etienne at plus 3,300. Lamar Jackson, an MVP bet at plus 2,000. And he has the Steelers as a long shot bet at plus 8,000. The Colts at a long shot bet at plus 2,500. And the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 1,000, all to win the Super Bowl. But I don't know much about football, but I do know there can only be one Super Bowl champion. So that bet confuses me. Let's go to the record check. Record check. Okay, obviously no bets from last week because we did a preview of the win totals of the NFC and AFC uh, win totals. So let's go over to at Losing Money WAB where we had a historically bad week the week before. Let's see if we can even get back to 500. I would be very happy with that. Obviously, if you follow me on the uh, BetStamp app, you don't need to wait for me to say this because you'd already know what my record is. And that would be 4-2, which is a plus 2 units. So we're back in the black. Not even close to winning our money back that we lost last week, but, you know, we're getting there. You know, a lot better. A lot better than last week. That being said, it is time. I cannot wait to lose money on the NFL. Please subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts, and please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on Twitter or Instagram wherever you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app today and tell them that Losing Money with Andrew Bascom sent you so you can help support the podcast. We'll be back on Friday next week to lose money on the NFL week one. Oh my God. Just sobbing, sobbing because of all the money I'm going to lose, sobbing because I'm happy. It's conflicting. I get that. Yes, it's back. And so are the Pants Ready Prince, Charlie Chalk, and the Gambler to lose money on the NFL. Oh my God. We're one week away. So excited. Have fun losing money. And we'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!